Hi everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 27. In this episode, I speak with my old friend, Avram Gonzalez. Avram is a digital marketer, entrepreneur, he's the chief strategist at Digital Harvest, which is an SEO company, and he's just an amazing, one-of-a-kind, incredible guy. I met Avram through the internet uh, on Facebook, actually it's been 11, 12 years ago. Uh, he was doing a brand and videos called Inspiration where he did something new every single day and made a video of it. And I was doing something called SJD TV. And we ended up linking together. And then we finally ended up meeting in person in Las Vegas. And I won't go into too many details <laughs> on what happened there, but it was a blast. And we've just stayed connected over the years. He's a really deep, insightful, positive mind frame type of guy. And I'm really lucky to know him. Grateful he came on the podcast and it was so good to reconnect with him after many years. Uh, in the book of the episode, I can't even remember if I've made this book of the episode before, but Avram brought up the Tao Te Ching interpretation by Wayne Dyer, so I'm like, well, the book of the episode is going to be the Tao Te Ching. The book of the way, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it correct, correctly, by Lao Tzu, L-A-O-T-Z-U, but long story short, folks, it's sacred knowledge. I mean, this book's been around for thousands of years, I believe, and it's so simple yet so profound. Uh, I believe the uh, someone said, oh, here we go, a testament to humanity's at-homeness in the universe. It can be read in half an hour or a lifetime. That was by Huston Smith. But so much valuable information. I feel it really fits the conversation Avery and I had and. Avram blew me away in this podcast. I knew we were going to go deep, but we got deep really, really quick, and I'm really looking forward to you listening and meeting Avram in this segment. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Avram. Avram Gonzalez, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast. What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> I didn't know for a second. Like, is that where I'm supposed to say something? So here we are. Let's yeah, I guess. It, yeah, no, we just, we just. Yeah, no, this is it. There's no. Yeah, there's no music or anything crazy that's going to happen. I'm just welcoming you to the program. Thank you for taking the time. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. It is so good to see you, man. So good, and even now talking to you, we haven't talked probably. I think we talked on the phone maybe four years ago, maybe four or five years ago. I remember sitting in my office in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah chatting with you in a room that had like zero furniture and it looks like not much has changed. <laughs> also, okay, you were in, how long have you been in New Mexico? Uh, five years. So I think it was longer than that that we talked. Wow. How do you like I mean, it there? It's different, um, but it's like this uncharted part of the country that nobody really knows about how great it is. Hmm. So I feel like I'm sitting on a gem of an area of the the world that most people overlook. So I love it. I love that we're like underestimated. I love that uh, my family has history here that goes back literally 500 years. And there was like a church built by my great, 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 like however many greats um, folks in my family. Wow. That's still there, you know, um, stuff like that's pretty interesting about, about being here. And, uh, I actually bought this house from my grandparents who uh, they're now past, right? But uh, yeah, things are great. So you had a lot of roots there going in there. I didn't realize that. Yeah, tons. Like um, my parents met here. 
30 something years ago, 37 years ago, got married at the chapel at the university here, left, right? Had a whole life and then came back. And then my dad called me one day and he was like, I know there's no way in heck you're saving money for a house living in Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. He goes, what do you think about moving down here and, uh, you know, moving into what was your, your grandparents' old home? You know, family rented it out to me for a couple of years. And then, um, then the opportunity came to, to buy it. And, uh, yeah. So now, you know, first time homeowner and it's just cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Was it, now, did you visit this house when like you were younger? Mm -hmm. So how it has to be kind of a surreal experience. Like you probably never would have predicted that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's weird. Right. Cause it's like, I sat here, well, like over here when my grandfather had a desk that was here and I would like sneak in late at night after everybody had gone to sleep and play video games, <laughs> you know, cause you had to be, be the good grandson and like visit during the day and everybody goes to sleep and you're like, well, it's on. They had this like really great computer that they didn't use. It's like top of line at that time. And I was like, yes, let's jam. <laughs> not so that, was, that was this room. It's not jammed up with a bunch of like downloaded music and stuff. Like from, no, back the day it was, that. it was clean. It was like, I had the only install on, on the computer, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's even like stuff that's etched in the concrete in the backyard about when they moved in here. I remember seeing that when they had moved in. It wasn't one of those things where like I got to put my palm in. I always wanted to do that. I don't know about you, but you know, <laughs> did, didn't have missed that opportunity by about like a year. Um, but it was still like, there was not much in the backyard. Like the trees were really tiny. Um, anyway, enough yeah. about this. We got, we got stuff we got to talk about. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And uh, um, I guess I'll just start with, I mean, you and I, we were talking in the pre-show room just now. You and I, when it comes to social media, I mean, that's what brought us together 10, yeah. 11, 12 years ago, whatever it's been now, specifically Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I went back and watched one of the first videos we ever did together in Vegas talking about Kevin <laughs> Gonzalez. This is the first guy I've ever met off social media. Like, you know, it was like the coolest thing ever and telling people how great social media is and cool things can happen. And that's still all true. I just think there's a whole bunch of other crap and toxicity that's added on to it over the decade. Side note, we were pretty wild in those times. I mean, we were insane. Dude. We, were, we were pretty wild. I look back, I'm like, you know what? I should be embarrassed, but I'm not. I'm really proud that we just really got it out of our systems. And we had a really great time. Nobody got hurt. Everybody left. At our expense, and it felt great. <laughs> we did put ourselves out there like that too, and I remember I'll never forget this. We were in the Aria. I'm, I'm surprised I remember this, being the state I was in. And you had said something along the lines like, "Someone's like, oh, you should edit that out." You're like, "No, I edited that in." <laughs> yeah. And it's like I look back at it now too. At some of the SJD TV days, and I'm like maybe some people were right. Maybe I should, but then it's like that, but that's not me anymore. That was where I was at in life at that time. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a unique way to see the growth too. In a way. I think it's cool. It's like, we have this diary um, that, you know, our, our children's children and other people that come after us will get to experience of us that no previous generation has ever had the opportunity to do. Mm. You know, I think that's, that's neat that we're, we're leaving a, 
we have the opportunity to leave a historical record of who we are in that moment. And we can choose to show it and showcase it however we want. Hmm. And that at that point, I think I'll, I'll just speak for you too, right? Because I think we were on the same wavelength at that point. But we, we had a lot that we wanted to share. And I think that both of us, like we wanted to be seen. Yeah. Right, like we wanted the attention. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, like we really wanted the attention. So it's fun to see that and see that, like, you know, I'm like, wow, like I was first of all, like pretty young, and uh, I'm like, wow, I was like very seeking, you know, seeking that. And um, so you can you can you can use it however you want, or just let it be you captured in that moment, or 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 don't use social media at all. In the sense that like i used to use it with um with an agenda right Mm -hmm. the agenda was like to be seen uh another agenda was like to build my business probably those like the two biggest reasons that i i had used social in the past and now frankly like when i get online i don't even know what to post or talk about because i'm like it really doesn't it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) like 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 who cares like i don't because because i don't need to be seen anymore i feel like i almost don't have anything to say you ever get whoa you just blew my mind <laughs> like well because it seems like too i mean i'm, I'm you know, just talking with you and like you because you're building your life like an actual life outside of that yeah. and i'll speak for myself like even somewhat recently i realized man how much of my life i was basing so or using like social media for my life like trying to do yeah. things for social media and i'm like what am i doing like what am i why can't you just go live life and enjoy that and not worry about posting stuff for an audience all the time yeah it's really freeing once i've kind of let that go i get i get razzed every now and then by different friends or like family members because they can't get a hold of me and it's like well it's because my phone's in the other room, mm. you know, or like, especially like a Saturday, good luck getting a hold of me. Cause like, here's my Saturday jam. The phone stays on the charger, whether it's like in the, in the, what do you call it? Like a bedside table? Is that what it's yeah. called? Right? Like, so in there, yeah. um, or like on a charger somewhere else, like in the bathroom. And then I forget that is even there and sometimes i don't i don't even go get it until like one in the afternoon like i've gone and played pickleball with my dad i'm gonna pickleball now awesome. just like super dope there's there's a place like right over here i play with all the old guys and gals it's hilarious they still kick my ass <laughs> right um but yeah it's i just i'm i'm uh i think after being such a power user and on the other end of the extreme of all this stuff i'm sort of like rebelling and i've gone totally the other way Mm. you ever feel like that i feel exactly like that and if it wasn't for doing things such as this podcast with you i don't even think i would choose to be on it to be honest with you at this point yeah it is it is a good i mean it's it is a distribution channel for projects and things like that and that that i'll always give it props to but just to be on it to be on it now it's like i've really not even looking at people's feeds anymore and stuff like that because I, I realized that as important as your food diet is so is your mental diet and what you ingest into your brain and look at and there's just so much anger fear and depression and 
just not good things that I want to fill my mind space with, you know? Do you, um, you remember 10 years ago, do you remember a gentleman named Tim Atkinson and his 10, uh, his, his mindset detox challenge? Do you remember that? Uh, refresh me. Do you remember that video that I did where I was holding up pieces of paper and talking about the mindset detox? And I had that just That sounds somewhat familiar. And I was doing my day of silence. And so my day of silence, I recorded that video that day. I do. And I was holding up. You see, you remember this, right? So my wife, Rachel, and I, we rebooted this challenge. I told her about this and I was like, I just felt so frazzled by the end of 2020. Hmm. Um, and just inundated, right? Like you're saying all the information and all this, all this extra energy that I thought about the mindset detox and the, the main thing from the detox of the 10 things that, that Tim suggested was a, like a no news diet. Right. So at that time it was like, shut off the media, but I was like, okay, 10 years later, this, this detox needs to be updated a bit. Mm. Right. And one of the things that I include on there was, was no social media. Um, um, I killed all the notifications of my phone, all, all of them. Like I'd had, I'd already stripped down a lot. Like I don't get email and stuff on my phone anymore, <clears throat> um, but just took a total 30 days off in December, 2020, no social media, no media, no notifications, no television at all. Yo, like day one day two, Rachel and I, like we finished like dinner, like cooking and stuff. And we just be like, so like, what do you want to do now? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like six o'clock. It's still super dark, you know? And uh, you're like, wow. You realize how much time is being occupied by all this stuff mm. that you don't even realize that you're doing. Like you think that you're at choice and you're making a choice but you're literally just filling the space with whatever is there. Or like, have you ever watched a TV show and then finished it? And then you're like browsing and trying to find the next thing. And you like literally pick something. You don't know much about it. You're like, maybe this is cool. And you start watching it and you don't, and, and it's not even your favorite thing, but you keep watching it. Yes. So, we became aware of like all of that shit too. And we're like, holy crap, there's so much stuff that we're just like resigning ourselves to doing or choosing that we think that we're being intentional about that we actually had zero intention of at all. Intention only being that let's fill the space with something, mm. right? So there were like 10 other pieces of this, this challenge. There was some meditation every day. There was some reading every day um exercise every day a couple other things um no drugs no alcohol right that was a big one um like that helped me help me get some some mental clarity as well um but all that stuff just to peel back the layers of your conscious mind like give it the ability to actually hear itself like you know how many thoughts do you have on a daily basis that aren't actually yours most of them yeah that's scary actually now that you say that right most of them i mean part of the reason i started that detox and did it last year 
was because I had watched like my 100th episode of Criminal Minds. And I, I woke up scared to fucking death that there was a serial killer in my house. And I was like, okay, we are way, way more impressionable than we think we are. If you think what you're, this goes right back to what you started saying. If you think that what we watch, listen to and surround ourselves doesn't have an effect on you, you are arrogant beyond all belief. Right. There we're sponges. We're geared, we're geared to be sponges. You know, you can't you can't beat biology like that. So that's what, what was revealed to me that like last year in doing that. Right. And so I found like this sense of this sense of peace because when you're surrounded with all this other stuff, you don't even know who you are anymore. Who are who are you? Who am I? Right? That's like the question that I couldn't even answer anymore. So of course I do a lot more of this stuff now. Like, yeah, like I was just watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Boom. Right. That's like a good throwback. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love that shit. Right. That's what I grew up on, you know? And, um, but it's like, what am I, do I love this? Like, what am I, what do, like, what do I love this? And if I don't like, why am I doing it? So like TV, like another thing that we started doing was like, Every movie that we we put on, it's got to pass the 15-minute rule. Like, if I'm not engaged or into it 15 minutes or I get a weird feeling watching it, like, sometimes, like, stuff is a little negative. Like, you just feel it next off something else, you know? Man, this is, like, I'm so, <laughs> like... <laughs> I knew we'd go some places, but man, we got into it early on, and this is great. Yeah, you're so. And and one uh, piece of media I'll add to exactly what you're saying with the uh, like you said, you'll start watching something you're not really into, but you keep watching. I'm guilty with YouTube. There will be YouTube videos that pop up because they know that Sam's clicked on this before, so hey, you might yeah. want this. And I'll look at the clock or whatever. I go, oh well, you know, I got 20 minutes. And then yeah. you're exactly right. We're constantly figuring out things to put into that time. Um, and it is freeing to realize, like, look, you can choose whatever you want to fill that time with. But if you're just, it's, it's like almost mental laziness just to pick media things to just keep watching all day, you know? Correct. Correct. And a book you may, I mentioned this on the last podcast, uh, one of them. It's called uh, 10 Reasons to Delete Your Social Media Account by Jared Lanier. <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, he talks about how, especially when it comes to like political divide, how Facebook and all, they don't, they don't care what side you're on, but they'll look at what you look at the most of and they'll make sure they keep flooding that to you yeah. on this side. And then they go, oh, this person's on the other side. We're going to flood them this. So it, it, like you said, we are sponges. So these people over here are absorbing one perspective of the world and these other people are absorbing this other perspective of the world. And then when they collide, you know it's it is it's it's really incredible you think you bring up a really brilliant observation with all that but but isn't that like actually how the universe works how so like think about it so the algorithms like they give you more of this shit that you're focusing on oh. but like that's actually how the universe works <laughs> manifestation yeah yeah and, and, you know, some people are saying that, like, 
the platforms and, and how they kind of feed on like that dopamine hit and stuff that we have is like bringing out the like the worst of people well it's like i i think it's just bringing out like who we like parts of who we are so, so I mean, yeah, I guess it could be like the worst of people, right? <laughs> like I, by definition, yeah, parts of who you are. But that's also just a label, mm. right? Um, we would seek that out in other ways, I think. Now, what I think is different about social and its impact on us as people and biological beings is that we've never been more stimulated and had so much information, right? I, I, th I think that end of the day, we would still be like seeking out similar points of view to ourselves naturally uh, by the people that we surround ourselves with and all that. But I don't think we've ever had so much data uh, information being chucked at us at a million miles an hour as now, right? Like you think about like, <clears throat> even just like scrolling any feed in an hour, that's probably more information than somebody that was like, a pilgrim in like the 1200s would see or be exposed to in a week or a month yeah. like the sheer amount of input and the thought the th thing you said to start all this that really rings true is um well all of it rings true but how many thoughts are actually your own that really made me like really like wow like that's pretty profound and pretty on point i would say and, and then i'll add on to that someone said a lot of people don't even know what their opinions are they make their opinions based upon the opinions of others so they're just constantly reading and watching other people's opinions on things without actually critical thinking and actually sitting with themselves by themselves shutting it all off and like hmm how do i feel about this you know well, that's, that's the piece right it's like you have to actually cut the input to figure out where you actually are right mm -hmm. because like th this, this is also nature versus nurture mm -hmm. right like we're expecting in June. So we're starting to read. Yeah, thank you. So like we're 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 reading about stuff, you know, like nature versus nurture's coming up. Like we're looking at education for our child already. <laughs> it's fun. But you know, it's like a big part of the talk is, is about nurture. Like what is the impact of nurture? And again, it's just like we are affected by our inputs. You know? Mm. So of course our opinions are based on the opinions of others. Like we were straight up programmed from the beginning, not out of, not for nefarious reasons. Like there's also a list, I think a lot of fear out right now that like somebody or something is out to get you. I don't know if you know this, you, the ambiguous person who's watching, listening right now, but there's nobody out to get you, right? Like there's just not because our entire reality was built in polarity, which means for every evil, there is good for every good. There is evil. Therefore the clash will always continue. And guess what? One never wins. 
So in that sense, you're good. Like it's all going to be fine. Good will never triumph over evil. Evil will never in this reality. They have to be evenly matched because that's how we've built it in a polar, in a polarized world. Like right, right and wrong, good and bad, light versus dark. You know what I'm talking about? Am I going off? Am I going off no, too deep? No, go, keep going. I'm, I'm eating this up. That, that, that's why there's nobody that's out to, to get, like, you don't have to worry. You actually don't have to, like, we're talking about not 10,000 foot view. We're talking about, like, holistic everything view. There is no reason to, to fear because there's nothing that's out to, there's nobody out to get you. Nobody's against you. Like where I've landed with all of this crazy shit going on is that, okay, if you believe, doesn't doesn't matter what's real. No, that's not what we're talking about. If you believe in that there's there's higher powers and things that are that are out out to get you, you also have to believe that there's going to be somebody that's fighting for you right now. Mm. And, and there is why wouldn't there be there has to there has to be there there is just just by design you know um you know dr uh, john Martini, like the breakthrough experience so you read any of his stuff um he talks a lot about the polarity it talks a lot about balance balance in the sense that like you ever notice how you might have like a really good day or a really good week and then like somehow some way it's like it just gets shittier all of a sudden like he explains that in some of his books he, he talks about it's like let's that's like human beings in some ways can't can't even totally handle all good or all bad these again, these are just labels, right? Like we have to find ways to sort of like even it out. It's crazy. Start looking at like your life and how you find ways to even it out. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be events or things that you could call good or bad, right or wrong. But it's all it's more like how you perceive them or what meanings you make out of them. It, it reminds me of uh kind of like that whole pleasure pain philosophy too like you you can't appreciate the greatest of pleasure without knowing what the greatest of pain can be and it's and, and yeah. also i talk about this on every podcast but anthony Demello from his book awareness talks about like death and things of that nature are what make life worth living like people real like realizing that there's that opposite thing brings you to the reality of like Oh wow! No, this is really good. <laughs> this is a good thing. This is, I'm enjoying this. Like these things that I'm thinking are so bad. What what am I doing? Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I, I need to look into that. That's really interesting. Um, what you bring. Yeah, up. yeah. He, he yeah. Demartini talks about this. There's also um, it's not phrased in the in the same way. Um, but uh, what's it? Uh, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I think it's Gay Hendricks. I've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah, he, he talks about that that like almost like slingshot phenomenon where you're like happy like you're on a high and then suddenly you're like down. Um he calls it an ulp, an upper limit problem, right? So you're like hitting that ceiling on what you're willing to actually receive in your life. 
So you, you reach that threshold and then that's when sabotage comes in, right? It's like, it's almost too much good for you to be able to, to handle. Whoa. Yeah. So how do you, so how, what's the, what's the key to break past that one? Receive everything. See, it's funny you bring that up. I'm reading this book called letting go pathway to surrender right now. And it, it actually talks about like, even with like desire, like, People want it, they, they want something so bad, but they are telling you that your actual desire is blocking you from actually getting what you what you want. And, yeah. and learning about receiving too. I know that's something I didn't really realize till late too. Like how many times, like like you said, you sabotage yourself from it. It will, it will be right there for you to receive, but then your mind and other things go else, elsewhere. You don't believe it. And yeah, so it is real definitely really. and it's and it's like a, it's like a process right because it's like levels right consciousness is it's it's levels like you get to the next like level and then you look back at where you were and it's hysterical and then where you are right now is going to be laughable for where you'll be a year from now or 10 years from now like how much growth and expansion you can you can experience in a time with your new perspective you know, looking back, one of the things that really blew my mind um, when it was first taught to me. Uh, so I'll just say it because it sounds fun to say it, but I was in a cult for a little while. Really? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was in a little cult. Um, and uh, they just had some very strong beliefs about things. And once I left, there, you know, and it took away all of like the dogma and things that were added on top of it. Um, there was some really great information that I've also in all of my reading been able to trace back to other things, right? It's like this shit's been around for eons. Yeah. But one of the things that they had that they had talked about that was so fascinating, and I just think about literally on a daily basis now is how much of our world and this play this just plays into the landscape of what's happening right now how much of our world we have created based off of our judgments, right? So a judgment is any fixed point of view that we take about something, right? So a fixed point of view, that's all it is, right? So you can have like what's good judgments, you can have bad judgment, negative judgments, right? So, so good judgment, it's like, um, Sam, you're, you're just an amazing guy. You're wonderful. So it's, it's a good judgment. It's a, it's a fixed point of view about you. You could also say it makes some other opposite statement about you. That would be like a negative judgment. It's all just a fixed point of view. It's just adding labels to you. But but you're Sam. You're not actually any of those things or those labels, those those judgments. So how does this like play into receiving? This is the part that I find is like super fascinating is whenever you, whenever you judge something, you can't receive from it anymore. So like, I'll give you like a really easy example. Anybody can relate to and stuff that if you've been like doing any development, like you've heard this, you start talking about money and people always talk about like, well, judging the, the rich person, right? Um, the person with a lot of money. When you judge that person or really anything about them, what you're also inherently saying is if you believe yourself to be a good person, which I think everybody actually does believe themselves to be a good person. If you judge them for being bad or wrong in some way for having all that money, 
you've immediately cut yourself off from the ability to receive that reality or anything like it. So all that money that they're willing to have that you're not, you've immediately cut yourself off from the possibility of ever attaining that literally by one judgment. So when you think about like all of the judgments that we have about ourselves and about other people and about the reality around us, it's like cutting huge chunks off of this whole reality until you have a little sliver that is your life. Right. I mean, think about this. You, you, you have a judgment against, against um, guys, just men in general. You've literally cut down half of the world that could contribute to you with one judgment. And you think about us, how we probably hold on to thousands or millions of them. How much are we really willing? How much are we really willing to receive? So when you play this, I'll give you one more piece, right? One more, one more. Oh, keep it coming. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Just so keep when going. you, when you, when you look at how we have labeled even energies as good or bad energy or neck, negative vibes, right? This is, this is going to sound strange, but you like stick with me when you, when you label that energy as, as, a, as some, as anything, you're also cutting off your ability to receive that. And you say, well, why, why would you want to receive like those negative energies? It doesn't mean that you take them in and you like contain them and you hold on to them. It means that you let them pass through you. Mm. Right. So it's like when I was training in martial arts, you know, and, and, and they're teaching you how to kick and punch. And then they're teaching you how to block. I remember this one lesson that I had with my teacher and, and he was talking about like, do you know, like the best way to block? And it's funny. Cause this, this similar thing, just, I was watching Cobra Kai season four, right? I love Cobra Kai. Shit's fucking badass. It's like so much better than the original karate kid. Anyway, I digress. There's a part in season four where the like Miyagi actually says the best the best way defense is to to no be there, right? My master said the same thing. The best block is to literally move out of the way, and not have to make that physical contact. Like you can get really hurt if you block at the wrong angle. And so when it comes to receiving any and all energies that are around you, you have to let them flow through you or they will impact you. And that's why you feel beaten to a pulp when you surround yourself with people that are so righteous about how they feel. That's why you feel beaten to a pulp when you try to prove to them how right you are because you are coming into contact, right? The easiest way through is to let it wash over and beyond you. People share with me their opinions. It's fine. Their judgments. Easiest way, smile. You're so right. You're so, you're so right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 
I, I feel like this might have been like <laughs> the deepest moment ever on this program so far. Like that was crazy. <laughs> like, like I always listen to this right away as soon as we're done. Like I'm gonna cook after. Like, dude, I, I'm like, I know we, we're still going, but it's like, man, like you're so right. Like you're so, you just blew my mind over and over again. But really, the thing that really stuck out was just that judgment part. Yeah. And how we do that on so many things, dude, already like 20 things in my life. I just popped up. I'm like, Oh my God. Holy shit. That is what I, I totally have judged that. No, like what? I haven't received that. No like what? What was one of the things? Uh, probably more money situations. I've sure. been in, Or, uh, project opportunities or just that, uh, job opportunities anything that you know where i i made a judgment well you know that wouldn't work because of this like i'll just instantly, yeah yep. it's, it's a mixed bag though right because you know we're different than what we were 10 12 years ago we have more experience now because there's certain things if the building's on fire well you know you don't want to go in there but you can't assume that every building is on fire either you also have to be open got to kind of walk toward the build i don't know if that makes any sense but you got to walk to the building sometimes, see if it is, it may not be on fire. Um, it may not be on fire. You also don't know what's inside. Does somebody need your help? Another one, yeah. Like we just, like we just don't know. Like we, like we don't know what the universe is trying to give us at any time because we're just judging the fuck out of it. Oh my God. And, and piggybacking off that, that's coming a lot from how unaware we are and how much we're getting other people's opinions and thoughts into our heads. And the only way to get to those points to (laughs) find out what the universe is telling us. And I know you've been on this, but dude, I can't stress how important meditation is like how you really, when you just blank everything out and just, you know, just go there with yourself and your thoughts. Um, Yeah. It's almost impossible to navigate to where you can possibly go if you just constantly have your head filled with stuff that's not even you. You're just a little plaything. <laughs> yeah. Being moved about. Yeah. Aimlessly. Completely. So that's that's you know like one of the biggest practices that I do on a on a daily basis is become aware of all of the 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 judgments that just that pop up. You're not going to, it's not like Pokemon, right? You're not going to catch them all, right? It's like, you're going to try it. You're going you're gonna to try it. And that's like the best that we can do, you know, because on the other side of every judgment that you first become aware of, and then second work to like, let go of or clear or whatever terminology you want to use, there's, there's freedom for you. Right. Um, it's like one of the 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 reasons um I love my wife, right? So like she knows words of affirmation are my jam. So, you know, praise and I'm a I'm a Leo, right? So like praise and that just goes a long way. Like compliment me, like very happy, like that really like that's here we go, like the seeking attention thing, right? That's where, that's where I started, right? Um, but in all seriousness, you know, one of the things that, that she shared with me like early on was she's like, I don't understand, I don't understand how you can be so calm about basically everything. 
and and the, and the reason is is I I don't judge it right away. And if you don't judge whatever is coming up, you can't even get yourself worked up about it. You know, somebody it's like, and there, there's, there's varying degrees of that, but like we all, we all have things that come up in our life that we are confronted by, you know, that they they just feel very in your face and you're, you're, you're working through them or there's, it elicits this strong reaction in you. And that's the other thing I want to say too. It's not that I don't have a, a strong reaction to things. I'm just aware of where that reaction's coming from. Like I'm aware that it's coming up. Like there is something about this that's got a real strong charge to it. So what my first response used to be was to, to just knee jerk response to whatever that thing is. Right. And in the 15 years or so that I've been working on becoming aware of my thoughts, it's given me the space and the, the moment to like relax into it and be like, okay, so what is really going on? Like, what's my fucking deal with, with this? Like, what, why am I so worked up about this? And then you can start to look at like, well, what is my judgment about it? Why do I think this is so wrong? Why do I think this is so bad? Right. Um, I've been in plenty of situations and money came up, right. Been in plenty of situations where, you know, especially early on in my entrepreneurial journey, where it's like going broke, you know, it's like, well, why am I so worked up about this parking ticket? Right. It's like, well, I believe that it's bad because it's like, I feel I, I have this belief that because of this, I'm not going to be able to like survive or make it through. Like that's the, the way the thinking is running. And it's like, well, is the parking ticket going to actually kill me? Like, is this what's going to like do me in? <laughs> like, like, is this the thing that's going to take me out? He's <laughs> like, no, no. We have these like visceral reactions to things and it's all because of the judgments that we have. Yeah. I, I really think, um, that was beautiful. And I think a lot of my growth, especially this past year going through an injury, we were talking a little bit about this. Just You just start to realize how many things that you once got worked up over and thought was the end of the world absolutely mean not a damn thing. Like absolutely yeah. nothing. Um, and then also to my own personal growth, I know a lot of it's come from what you described that just awareness of reacting to things. Cause I too, I, I same way soon, like when that happened or flipping yeah. out, but now it is amazing. And you're right. You, you're not going to sometimes get rid of the reaction part, but no. it's to like, Oh, there's the reaction. Let's, let's, let's pause. Like let's, let's talk through this. It is incredible how you uh, can really deconstruct that and really get to the real root of what is going on. Whereas yeah. I think most people just don't even know why they're mad <laughs> most of the time. Right. Like, you know, it's like almost like playing therapist, psychologist with yourself. And really, I mean, I think Straight that's up. where some of, the, some of the best human work can come from. And now I, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's some, some, it's look, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Like you have to 
like, oh, God, I don't like this feeling at all, especially when it comes with relationships and other things like that. But it's like, but man, if you can just pause like you just said, all right, let's, <laughs> there's the emotion. What's really going on here? Oh, man, you can go leaps and bounds with that, I swear. You actually learn who you are. Yes. Right, getting back to, I think, where we started. Yeah. You actually learn who you are and why you are the way that you are. Why it's so beautiful the way that you were constructed by your own effort and those around you. Right. And then when you become aware, then you get to, you get to take an even more influential role in who you become as a result of that. Mm. Whew. You're like, I need a cigarette. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know. Hey, man, you, I'm not going to lie to you. You just came in and brought the thunder. <laughs> like, it's just like, hey, man, I want to I respect your time. I know you're in a different time zone. We got like 10 minutes or so. I mean, I, we could end it right there, really. But it's, uh, first of all, it just feels like it's been five minutes. Yeah. That was, some, that was amazing, my brother. And uh, I did want to bring up real quick, uh, Cause when I did meet you, you know, you were doing something called inspiration. Yeah. And I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever come across anyone I've met online that they've done. And you've did that over what, 10 years ago, right? Yeah. It's 2010. Would you mind in a nutshell, just telling what that project was and what the yeah. motivation was for it and all that. To this day, still a huge influence on, I think who I've become and also on my profession and uh, what I do now. Um, so Inspiraction was born out of a really terrible summer that I had in 2009. Um, I had just finished up college. I didn't have like a job lined up for me. In fact, all the jobs I was going in and out of, I was not qualified for. People were better qualified. Um, I got dumped by my girlfriend at the time. I had to move back home with my parents. It was like, it was like first world problems on steroids is kind of what I laugh about now. And, um, I just had a really bad time of it. I pushed a lot of friends away. I was, I was definitely a jerk. Um, looking back at that time, I was like, wow, the friends that were still friends with me after that, it's like, you guys are awesome. <laughs> um, I realized when I was four margaritas deep at Chili's happy hour, that the reason I was so unhappy was because I wasn't growing anymore. And I made a hypothesis that if I were intentional about my growth and that if I went outside of my comfort zone intentionally every single day, that I would become the happiest person in the world. And it's like, I don't know if that's true by any means, but I certainly felt like the happiest person that I knew as a result of that project. And so what I did is I was also learning about, about social media and going to school at that time. And I thought the best way to learn this, this thing would be to do it. And both of those ideas like just came together at the same time. So I picked up a video camera, started a blog, this, this person, John, John Rasmus, I didn't even talk to John and, eight years, nine years. I don't even know what John's doing now. Guy popped up out of the blue and made me a blog, like made it for me and set it up. It's like, it's like crazy how things work like that. Right. 
Um, and so I picked up that camera and I recorded myself doing something new every single day that I had never done before in 2010. And uh, that's how you and I met, of course. We were both doing videos on the internet. Friends of friends ended up connecting us. These two strange guys were doing videos. Some of them were funny. Some of them were gross. Some of them were just flat out wild. They should probably meet. I don't know how, I don't know who connected us, um, but we did. And so that experiment just, it just led to a lot of stuff, right? Um, I got to speak uh, at a TEDx event, which was a, a dream of mine. Um, I started a, a, my first business with somebody that I met through that project. Uh, just, just so many other things. Um, people always ask me like, what are some of the things that stood out from you of the days, you know, days where you did new stuff? Um, some of those things were like spending a day in silence, which we touched on earlier. That was very profound. Um, spending a day with no shoes for the whole Tom's shoes thing. Um, spending a day with my, my right hand tied behind my back, which was like so hard driving stick shift, like really dangerous, probably. Um, those were some of like the profound experiences that I had that year. Um, that I still remember. And the big takeaway that I, that I found was like, I planned the first two weeks of that experiment in that project. Like I knew what I was doing and then I had no plan, but somehow it always found me. And I would, I would essentially like, I became like hyper tuned in and aware of something of things that I had never done before. And so they would present themselves to me and it was almost like, almost like that was the only thing I could focus on in that moment in time. And I knew based off of how freaked out I was or like nervous about that thing and doing it would be, I knew that there was an equal or greater amount of freedom on the other side. Right. Cause there were so many things that I also did that I wouldn't have tried before cause I was scared. Um, and then when I, when I did them, it was like amazing to see how, how tall we make these walls that we bind ourselves and, and, you know, put ourselves behind that are really just imaginary, but they feel very real. And then you bust through them and you're like, Oh my gosh, there's like a whole nother world on the other side of it. And so that sort of became my compass for most things, um, especially in business today, uh, working in the digital world. Um, you know, I run a, an advertising agency. We help plumbers, contractors, HVAC, pest control companies. We help them. Um, we help them to get found on Google. So we make sure that their phone keeps ringing. They can build their business. Uh, they can, you know, put food on the table for the families that they employ, so on and so forth, and just really build their, build their communities up. And, um, I just kind of use that to help navigate me through the day to day because it's all the stuff that really freaks you out. That's going to lead to your greatest, your greatest growth and, and opportunity. Does that work? Is that good? That was incredible. All right. There you go, man. You do this to me. You do this to me. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we got on and we just kind of like dropped, we like dropped in perfectly. Yeah. And I you know? feel like. I mean, you're, you're a person, man, I could do this for 10 hours with, but I think maybe it's best that we will we'll, we'll give them just a little bit at a time, I think, because I definitely would like to continue talking with you in the future, man. It's been way too long. Yeah.
as soon as I get, began talking with him, like, how the hell have I not been talking to him for the last few years? And yeah, of our lives. And I just want to say, too, man, to you, man, I'm I'm so grateful to have connected with you, to to have met you, to seen your growth, my growth, and to have continued. 11, 12 years later, whatever, here we are still continuing the conversation. And I'm very happy for your life in New Mexico, your business, your family. Congratulations on the new burn. I think you're going to be a phenomenal father. I think that child's going to live in an awesome household, man. <laughs> Just full of growth and happiness. Curious. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, they talk about, not to get all, in the Bhagavad Gita, they talk about how... Uh, Certain people, when they don't reach in the full enlightenment, they will have to come back here. But yeah. you're usually born into a family where you're going to get like the answers right off the bat. <laughs> that's I feel like that's tough for you guys. You're going to be born into this just environment of growth and mindset. Like he's going to be a super kid, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, huh? We'll see. We'll see, but we're dealt. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Um, uh, before I give you the last word here, real quick, I've People wanted to reach out to you. Is there anywhere appropriate online for them to get a hold of you? It's like I would say, I would say like Facebook and those things, but like I probably have a thousand, fifteen hundred friend requests pending that I'm never gonna get to. But I will say this: if you reach out and you actually send me a message about like why you're reaching out, like I will see it and then I'll connect with you, but I don't respond to like random friend requests and stuff. So Facebook works. I'm the only Avram Gonzalez in the world. Um, and that's, that's probably it. That's where I'm at. Sometimes Instagram at Avram Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. And I always yeah. leave the guests with the last word. It can be absolutely anything. It can be a book you're reading, a thought you've been having. It can be as shallow, as deep as you want. Anything you want to leave us with? Um, we were talking right before uh, we jumped on here the the book that's had the most profound influence on me lately and uh helped me feel more grounded and present every day is uh wayne dyer's uh change your thoughts change your life which is his interpretation of the Tao Te ching uh which sam and i were laughing about before we jumped on here um basically shows <laughs> basically shows you how nothing really matters at all um and simultaneously does at the same time and so why not laugh about it have a good time and make fun of ourselves along the way i think that's a pretty good way to go about having a great life and having fun with other people on that same journey awesome i love it brother and uh i think you've actually picked the book of the episode i think i'm going to pick the Dao Te ching for the book of the episode and People will have to go get the Wayne Dyer version. But Abram Gonzalez, just stick around for one minute uh, after I stop the recording. But uh, thank you so much for doing this, man. And I, I really congrats on everything. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you again way sooner than later this time. Sounds great. Thanks, All man. All right, man. Take care. Cheers.